Warning, you never know what's going to pop out of our mouth. We may or may not use inappropriate language, but you, if you know us, you can guarantee we probably are. Warning. What's up? What's up? I'm Sarah, the mother. And I'm Jewel, the daughter. And And you're you're listening to What What the F is Ladylike. You ready to talk about where we've been, Joel? I don't know. It's a little rough. Dang. Let's go. Here we go. is the first time listening to us welcome guys welcome welcome you know my voice might sound a little weird same to mine it yeah. might sound a little off guys <laughs> a little off a little off and today we're recording in our kitchen because we've been in quarantine been in quarantine for basically a month yeah we're back from the dead hopefully today's halloween Halloween morning and I got my coffee. See, I just got to know people's opinions for Halloween. Like, do people think it's just like a Hallmark holiday? Or there's people who really think that it should be like a holiday like Christmas. Well, I mean, you know in our beliefs what Halloween is, right? It's all Hallow's Eve, but it's not even on Halloween. Well, here's the thing. Halloween, you know, back in the day, the whole reason why we would dress up was to ward off the evil spirits. Right. So they wouldn't recognize us. See, and now when people think of Halloween, it's little kids going asking strangers for candy. I know. I know. It's kind of a little bizarre. (laughs) It's kind of morbid, guys. It's a little weird. I mean, yeah. When you get closer towards Halloween... That's when the veil of the spirits, like where we could talk to people um, in our family, right? I mean, the closer that veil, you know, becomes, right? It's a little spooky, right? Our our whole intent of October was to talk about um, different places in Portland or in Oregon that had paranormal experiences in and that was our whole intent well what happened to us was on october 8th um we got invaded with covid that alien covid um entered our house and it came full force yeah (laughs) and about every three to four days somebody tested positive those that were not vaccinated got hit pretty hard. Um, Jewel had a, has an underlying health problem, as you all know, and she got hit pretty hard. Yeah, it's still hitting. It's still hitting, guys. Um, if any of y'all have COVID, just stay away from me. I don't want it again. Just saying. It's not a thing to joke around about. It's no fun. And for some odd reason, her doctors, because they didn't know how her body was going to react, they wouldn't let her get the shot, but they let they let everybody else in the house get shot, right? So when you think about it, now she has now she has the vid, the Rona, the coronavirus, the whatever you want to call it, we call it the vid. <laughs> Mr. Vid entered our house and she was down for the count. Down for the count. The little ones her little baby ones got it. 
They were like a breeze, though. They were kind of like what you're, you kind of hear typically in the media that like the kids don't get hit as hard or for as long. And that was definitely it because they were sick before then. And I think they were more sick the, then than they, with COVID. But I think for like anybody who has any underlining health issues or any other, it doesn't matter if you're like perfectly, but if you have like one thing that's like going on with you and COVID hits you, it's going to hit you like a ton of fucking bricks. That's just my opinion. And I, it's just what I've noticed with, you know, within my family and my people. And we, and Jewel and I will talk openly about like mine and her situation, but we won't talk about anybody else in the household, but we all did get it. And, um, it was pretty intense. I was the last one to get it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we all had to go off of, you know, my last symptoms and, um, I thought I was going to be strong like bull guys, strong like bull, not yeah, get it. We were, I, we were trying to give her encouragement throughout the whole time. Like I was on FaceTime with her. I'm like, you're a warrior. You're the last one. You know, that means something. And I think like probably a day or two after we had all these good pep talks, you freaking got it. And I was like, shit. <laughs> shit. Right. Shit. Yeah. It, it was more than just shit. But so we're we're going to give you some helpful tips that um that we went through. And I guess we can do some comparisons to cuz I'm not vaccinated and my mom is vaccinated and we both did get it. And there's some there's a few comparisons with that. Yeah. Poor Jules had did have to go to the hospital a couple times. We're just going to we're going to talk about we'll talk about the experience. The experiences of um one hospital to another hospital. We will give props to the Oregon City Providence Hospital. They um, did um, do a good job and actually did treat her and got her out of where she was at. Mm-hmm. She ended up having an episode during COVID, so that was great. <laughs> yeah, um, COVID wasn't easy on my body at all, and it's still kind of linger. It's it's hard. It's hard to get back to normal and. What I mean, what is my normal? Because I have all these issues that go on constantly. But <clears throat> first and foremost, they wanted me to go in to the hospital because couldn't get my fever down. My body was hurting. My chest was hurting, you know. So what I was told to do was go into the hospital uh, they were going to give me some IV fluids because that was supposedly going to help me get my fever down, get my body temp normal, and they wanted me to do a chest x-ray. So I was not doing very well, and I could not even talk on the phone. So my mom is the one talking on the phone. And so she was like, hey, so what hospital do you guys want her to be going to? She asked them. And the one that was recommended was Milwaukee. And so I'm just, I'm, I don't care what area I'm say what hospital was, it was Milwaukee Providence hospital. And they are the most entitled rudest people that I've ever dealt with. And this wasn't the first time I've ever experienced anything like this, but this was just kind of like the definitely icing cherry on the fucking cake. Um, I get there for one, they're, they're like, Oh, we go in. There's like triage rooms. There's three triage rooms. They're like, okay, we're going to get you in a triage right away. And so me and my dad, let alone my dad is not testing positive for COVID yet. He's sitting there with me the whole damn fucking time. I just got to give that. Like he's a fucking real one. And I'm pretty sure he got COVID from me or my kids, but pretty sure he got from me. Anyways, we're standing there for a good 10, 15 minutes or 20 minutes, even longer, like right in front of the triage door that like they said that we were supposed to go into right like right away and so we're sitting there waiting we're standing and then let alone they know i have covid just so you know they know what i i was positive and so i finally get into a triage room i get checked out and then they push me back out to the waiting room i shit you not we were waiting and i didn't even get put into a room i was waiting for probably i don't know four or five hours Right. It was a long time. And then finally was being seen. And then 
throughout the whole time being seen, it was like a fucking shit show. But for one, I did not get any IV fluids, did not go back to a room. I was, I was, this was all dealt in the triage room and they gave me a nauseous pill that I had to take and a, I think a pain pill. It was some, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like something for my fever too. And then they're like, okay, yeah, just go home. So I waited the whole fucking time and let alone I went up to I'm wait, I I'm supposed to keep my fluids up. Right. And I'm going there for fucking fluids. I go to the front desk out of respect and I go, hey, can I have some water? I've been waiting here. I think at this point it was like two to three hours. I'm pretty sure it was more on the three hour side. And I was like, I, my mouth is so dry. I have COVID. I need to get some fluids in me. And they're like, "Mm, no, you can't. And then they decided to tell me that if I were to take a drink, that it was going to affect my visit and that the, I may not be seen by a doctor. So I went and I sat back down and I told my dad this and my dad was like, this is bullshit. And so he, before I I didn't tell him the part where they said that they weren't going to see me, he was going to go get me water. And I was like, oh, you can't. I was like, if they see me, like, they are going to say I can't be seen by the doctor because it's going to affect it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that was the bullshit thing. And so I am sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. I also am calling my doctors on their emergency line to see, should I still be waiting here? Because it's like my medication that I was taking before I went there was wearing off. I had to take a nauseous medication because... The it the COVID it was just taking over me and it was making me hella nauseous. So I was constantly having to take my nauseous medication, and I was taking my Advil that was helping with my fever. May not be bringing it down a crazy ton, but it was helping. And um, yeah, she was she was her fever. I mean, it was like hundred two hundred three, and we could not get it down past that yeah it wouldn't go down even with taking medication it wouldn't go down and and you counted the days right how many days did you run a fever basically like 14 15 days of 102 103 fever yeah and um so then i'm on the phone with my primary doctor and so i didn't really get i was like overhearing a little bit of it the front desk lady who had decided to be the biggest bitch and thinking that they have any sort of entitlement which i hate them they're literally they're so disrespectful i'm on the phone she's trying to do a little small talk with my dad and like my dad is not the person you want to do small talk with especially if you're causing a person that they he loves like any sort of stress pain sadness anything he's like "Mm -mm, don't fucking talk to me she's sitting there okay this is probably Five hours after. They don't have me in a quarantine spot. I'm waiting out there with everybody else with whatever else issues they got. So I'm pretty sure everybody got fucking COVID in that waiting room from me. And I'm so sorry for that. But they did not put me in a proper spot. But maybe like four or five hours later, she comes out with her little bleach bucket. And she goes and she's like cleaning. Not even where I was. Like... I'm like, girl, I have COVID. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a couple other people who have COVID and I just didn't know. But she's out there with her little bleach bucket. And she's like talking about how the bleach smell. And she's like, oh, it's a good thing I'm wearing my mask because of the bleach smell. And my dad's like looking at her like, who the fuck do you think you're like, don't talk to me. He's he's ignoring her like, and she's sitting there trying to do small talk. And I'm like on the phone trying not to laugh because the way my dad is, he's just like, don't fucking talk to me. He didn't say it, but he gave you the look like, don't fucking talk to me. But then luckily I eventually got called back and then. Wait, 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 wait. She got called back to a triage room. Right. Yeah, I was called back to a triage room. And that's where, but my dad didn't know. And I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. He had to go back home because his phone was at home. So he wasn't going to know what was going on with me because he left his phone at home. So he, I think, waited, I think, like 10, 15 minutes. But the best part, guys, is um, because, you know, I'm telling you how my dad is. Um, I go back into the triage room and... So, okay, I'm pretty sure anybody who's been in the hospital, you know, like the doors kind of like slowly shut. So they're not like a boop shut. It's like a slow, delayed shut. I can hear my dad after I got called. He was like, about fucking time after 
I think he said like five, six hours of waiting. And he said it loud where everybody can hear. And then it looked, I guess he said to me later on, it looked like whatever security guy, he was like looking at my dad, like he was going to do. And my dad's like, "Mm -mm, not tonight. (laughs) So it was a pretty eventful, but it was not good. But at the same time, I do have to mention Providence, Milwaukee. So when you approached my daughter that night, and you checked her vitals, it wasn't even her vitals. Yeah, so the doctor... Oh, yeah, I forgot to... So It in, was somebody else's vitals. So when when I first got checked in, they did my vitals. But when I got seen by the doctor, and I went into the triage, and they were like, oh, your vitals are normal. And I was like, that's not my fucking vitals. <laughs> like, that's not my blood pressure. That's not my heart rate. That is not my temperature. And they wrote it down like it was my fucking vitals. Like they're horrible there. And they just were, they just try to push people out. And you can tell that there was people in the waiting room there for all sorts of other reasons. And it was horrible. I I know sister of Providence mission statement. I worked for the Catholics for many years. I'm not Catholic. I have a lot to say about Catholics, but the sisters of Providence, um, their mission, they had a very good mission. And I'm going to tell you, those people that show up to Sisters of Providence in Milwaukee need to read their mission statement before starting their day. I understand during this time of COVID that that the nurse and the staff, the doctors, that they're shorthanded. I completely understand that. I completely respect everything that they are doing. But at the same time, there's a service to patients that na- they need to provide. You need to be co- a little bit compassionate on a patient, especially since, you know, I get it. They have a lot of drug addicts that come in there. But you know what? Everybody is a human being. And they're, they're going there for help, it, which is an emergency, Right especially when your doctor is telling you to go to the hospital. Um, From that day forward, everything was a little bit different. We didn't, you know, there was no going to that hospital, Mm -mm. nor will we ever go back to that hospital. Um, But at the same time, Sisters of Providence in a different location, handled with compassion, handled, treated, actually did treat my daughter, um, did give her, you know, fluids, actually did do those things to get her to the next stage, which that's what her doctor was fully trying to do. So when she went to Milwaukee, guess what? She ended up back at the hospital, except she went back worse than she was before. And so right there, there was no treatment. If I could at all possible... I would get a hold of her insurance company and say, (laughs) no, don't fucking pay that bill. And here's the other thing is I will will preach this. um, The insurance companies, um, your medication, whatever that is, big pharma, they're the ones that is affecting these patients also, you know. Yeah. Um, And I'm just remembering um, as we're talking about it, but I want to go back to the situation at the Milwaukee hospital. And I don't typically like to talk about things that don't have to do with me, but because I was there and I was witnessing it, I got to see the situation. So there was this lady there who came in and she was dealing with something that happened to her shoulder. Um, And she was sitting there before I was, she was there I don't know when she got there, but she was there before I was. And this is how much they really don't, I want to say they don't care about the patients is because she's just trying to get fresh air. And it was a lot of people were needing to get fresh air in there because it was, it was getting really muggy in there in the hospital, which is horrible. They should have good circulation. So multiple people were walking outside trying to get fresh air. She just so happened to walk outside and she has her blanket and she's out there. They call her name 
And I didn't know her name, but I just had a feeling. I'm like, I have a feeling that's her. And like, I was talking to my dad. I was like, I think that's her that they called and blah, blah, blah. And so she comes walking back in. And I was like, I believe they called your name. I was like, is your name? I can't remember what her name was. But I was like, it was this or this. And she's like, oh, my name is that or whatever. And it was what they said. And I was like, yeah, they called your name. And she's like, oh, man. And so she goes to the front desk and she's like, oh, my name got called. And they were like, oh, no, it didn't. And she's like, this lady over here told me, which the lady, I'm I'm the lady. <laughs> and she goes, she told me that my name was called. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, let me figure it out for you. And she's like, they're so rude. They're like, ugh, ugh. like constantly with their noises. So like, we are the ones in fucking pain and you are giving us attitude. That's bullshit. And so luckily they were like, oh, it was you. But then they told her she had to sit back down and she was waiting another five, 10 minutes until they called her name again. Luckily they got her back in, but then it was kind of the same thing. She didn't get seen by doctors. She was only seen in the triage. She was just, it didn't even go back to a room. It was all this fucking bullshit. And then she got pushed back out and was sitting there waiting again. And it was just horrible. Just a hor- And I wasn't, this is, this is why I want to say it. Cause I wasn't the only one dealing with horrible. It was, it was pretty much every single fucking person that was being a patient there was dealing with that. And didn't like people with kids have to leave or somebody with their hands sliced open or something like that? Yeah. So um, there was somebody. There was actually a few. There was um, a woman who had her son to she had her finger all fucked up and she couldn't get seen and they didn't even like wrap nothing, did give her anything. They didn't do nothing for her. So she's just like, I'm just going to go to urgent care tomorrow because she's like, I'm waiting here too long. Like, this isn't like mm-hmm. if this is an emergency, why the fuck am I here mm-hmm. waiting this long? So you go to the emergency room because something is an emergency. Right. So at Milwaukee Providence, guess what? It is somewhat urgent care. Yeah, I would. I would totally like if you if that was your only hospital option. I wouldn't even go. I would just wait till you can go walk into the urgent care or some so, sort of clinic. So if that's the only hospital, just prepare. You're going to die that day. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. It's really horrible. And if you go look at the reviews and hear people's stories, it made it so sad. It's so sad to hear what people have gone through there. But like she, like my mom was saying, I did end up going back to the hospital And I'm pretty sure because I didn't get any help the last time. It was like maybe two days after. Yeah, no, it was pretty quick right after that. It wasn't, it wasn't, I was actually scared for you that time. I was actually scared crying for you that time. Yeah, I was dealing with COVID and then. And and, and wait, I did not have COVID. So I could not help at, at all, period. End of story. Yeah, so the crazy thing is, is, um, so I've been dealing, I was dealing with COVID probably, how many for how many days? I don't know how many days at this point. It was for a pretty minute. It was pr- or pretty minute. It was for a long minute. And so with that, it was making my head very confused because I have my fever and like what you, you kind of that pressure in your head. And so I'm confused as all hell. Hi, you know, being Jewel, if you guys have been listening for a while, I have these vomiting episodes that occur. We don't necessarily know 100% why. We think it's probably hormonal or something to do with my cycling periods of time, whatever. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, here we go. It's happening. <laughs> and and I, I, I already know, like, because I've been dealing with it for so long, I know that if I can get myself out of this episode or not, because in September whether people want to know it or not. I had two episodes and did not go to the hospital because I am a very hard for, I just like, just don't like hospitals. And Milwaukee is probably the reason why. But um, thank goodness. Um, Well, okay, for one, I did not know what time it was. I thought it was like 7 a.m. or like 8 a.m. And it wasn't. It was like midnight. <laughs> it was like way totally not at all the time I thought it was. And I'm sitting there and I'm calling Simon and because I have my phone and I'm like, I'm not doing good. I'm in the bathroom. Blah, blah, blah. He goes in the bathroom and he's like, he he's not upset with me when this happens. But whenever I have it, he's like, oh, my fucking God, because it's like we're at it again. And like 
this has been my family's life for years is watching me just suffer. And I was like, you're taking me to fucking Oregon city hospital. I was like, I am not going to Milwaukee. And that is the Willamette falls. And that's where my daughter was born. So I, I've had pretty good, I don't know, somewhat experiences. My daughter's childbirth was not the best experience, but you know, emergency wise, I've always kind of had a good experience there better than Milwaukee. And so I was like, we're going there. I go in there and I was not even waiting in the waiting room. And they actually put me in a spot where I was quarantined away from everybody else. They were smart. They were like, oh, you have COVID. I'm like, yeah. And so they put me in an isolated spot. I'm like, good for you guys. That's what y'all should be doing to any COVID patients. And I got back into a room probably 30 minutes to 40 minutes. Like would I would say that was the most time I was waiting and they immediately, immediately got me with IV fluids. And then they were talking to me and like trying to decide what medication was going to do best for me. And that's when they gave me um, IV nauseous medication. And I think that's pretty much it that they gave me. And that's usually what I need. Oh, no. I always have to do this cocktail of like Benadryl because my body, I think, is like allergic to itself. <laughs> <laughs> honestly because it's literally the cocktail it sounds crazy saying cocktail but that's like the cocktail they always give me is like iv fluids nauseous medication and then benadryl which is like for when you have like an allergic reaction but it also is like very calming to the body and my body kind of goes into this shock all the time and so it really helps and relaxes my body so that's kind of the combo but they did worked really well and you know what i was in and out of that hospital shorter then I waited at fucking Milwaukee Hospital, which is insane. And you started getting better. I mean, you, yeah. I know you had to, you thought you had to go. I mean, there was a, there was, there a, was a time when, yeah. when it was close. But here's the thing. I was able to get yeah. through it. So she had COVID the longest because she had an underlying problem. She still has symptoms. I still have symptoms. But um, before we go into my symptoms and my little tidbit, I'll talk about a little TikTok thing. Make sure you go check out Dylan's Art Glass. Yes, he's doing amazing work, guys. That link will be down in the bio. Also, check out UrbanSurvivorMan.com. I know that um, Jesse's over in Hawaii trying to build, you know, his animal a sanctuary, you know, because he he um, wants all living animals to to be able to live and not be eaten. So um, make sure you follow UrbanSurvivorMan.com. He's always doing the best things, guys, whether it's helping animals or helping people. He is always there. He, and if he can get involved somehow to help another person or another thing, he is there. Trust me. Mm -hmm. Check out Josh Larson. Make sure his link will be down there. I know his YouTube page um, changed a little bit, but I, we will make sure that that will be back down there in the bio. Shout out to you, Rachel. Also, one of Brendan's um, riffs just dropped recently, yesterday, I believe, um, called FTW, Fuck the World. That'll be um, down in the, the description bio also. So check that out. So anybody who has TikTok would know um, tips from the ER, right? <laughs> Seen a few of them. <laughs> we have tips for the ER. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, honestly, I'm just saying like, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to like belittle them or anything. This is specifically this hospital, Milwaukee. Like I, I didn't get a medical degree or anything. I could do your jobs better. I could be nicer. I could be more compassionate. Like that's what bedside manner. Have y'all never watched Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> like, come on. I know we got some Grey's Anatomy fans in here and like learn bedside manner a little bit. And like also the receptionist, you ain't doctors or nurses. So just like 
put your hierarchy that you have in your little crown and just like shove it back up in your little asshole <laughs> because like you ain't shit. You're literally just there to check in people. So you don't get to make medical decisions. Okay. Okay. So um, I was vaccinated and my symptoms were a little bit different than Joel's. Um, I did start off with a headache um, and a sore throat, but my sore throat kind of ended about a day. From the very beginning, from like the time that I didn't feel good to even when I tested positive and throughout the whole course, I never ran a fever. So if we're shooting people on the head, checking people's temperatures, just know that I never ran a fever. I had every single symptom. I had the chills. I had the sweats. I felt like my head was on fire. When I would get into the shower, it would hurt. It would feel like the water hitting me was way hotter than it really was. I had the muscle pains, joint pains. Um, I had every single symptom, but never ran a fever. So just know for, you know, if we're shooting people's heads or checking people's temperatures, that's not always accurate on spreading COVID. When she's saying shooting people's heads, she doesn't mean shoot them in the head. There's like a um, reader thing (laughs) that you put on your head and you press the button. You're not shooting them in the head. Just just to clarify. No, but (laughs) there's a couple of times through this whole COVID I wanted to be shot in the head. Kind of, I mean, let's, okay, we're not, but fuck, dude, it was intense. Like, it just takes over you. And from a person, I don't like, like I was telling my parents, I was like, I may not have had like this year's flu or last year's, but I had the flu. Oh my God. No, COVID is like the flu on steroids, at least for me. This is, I mean, this is just going through me because I honestly, COVID is different in everybody. And it, it definitely showed within our family that COVID is different in everybody. Yeah. Also, um, the one weird thing is um, you, I still don't have my taste or smell. I do still have, you know, my main issues that I had is a lot of pressure that was going in between my eyes and it would um, like squeeze like your eyeballs is what it felt like. It felt like your eyebrows were like bruised, right? Yeah. And and then I I couldn't see, like it would mess with my seeing. And so, and that's mainly where my headache was. And um, the, the, the problem that I was having is my oxygen level would drop to 88. And at 90, that's when it's concerning. I had a a virtual doctor COVID team calling on me and walking me through how to train me, how to get my oxygen up so I didn't have to go to the hospital. And then the next step was going to be, uh, you know, delivering an oxygen machine to me. But at the same time, they taught me how to do that. And so I didn't ever have to go to that level because... When my oxygen would drop, I would, you, you, you can't lay down during COVID, just so you know, you have to sit upright. Um, The only time would be for 30 minutes on your stomach with like a pillow underneath you. Yeah. And then they just flip you there. That's what was told to me. It was that in the ER, they flip them on their stomach for a little bit. And I think that's probably to like release some mucus or some sort of whatever. But then you're pretty much you need to be in an incline upright position because it's where COVID is, it kind of like it just lives in your chest and in your throat area. And if you lay flat, it's just going to work its way up. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. And so you would have to try to sleep upright or sit yep. upright or and that keeps your oxygen. If you lay down, your oxygen is going to drop. So if you're already having an issue, so. One thing is, is to make sure you have one of those finger readers that will. Um, it's an oxygen and pulse reader. And and you can tell if your oxygen is dropping. You kind of feel like you're about ready to pass out, right? But you're not. Um, I mean, it's like. Not like you're going to pass out 
faint. It's a little bit different. It's literally like um your bot your bo- like your TV and your bo- your you're just turn turning off. Yeah. You're like your body's shutting down kind of thing. And so what you have to do is you have to stand up, get up, walk back and forth and with the oxygen thing on your finger, stand up, get up, walk back and forth. And during this whole time, like me, I broke my back. I've had surgery on a couple things, you know, a while ago, a long time ago. But what COVID does is it intensifies those pains, those aches and pains that you normally get by like three times, right? Dude, it, what I, we were just discussing this last night and I was saying, thinking about it, I had this excruciating back pain and any mothers out there who have given birth, it was literally like that lower back pain that you just can't fucking get rid of. And it was excruciating. And I'm still kind of like, it's still lingering. Mm -hmm. But like, it was like, I couldn't turn my fucking back. Like I couldn't move at all. And that was a combination of like what we were saying, like the squeezing eye pain. So like, you, you know how your eyes usually when you turn, it looks before you actually turn your body. I couldn't even do that. Like it, every bit, like head to toe hurt. Mm-hmm. And I still have, it's still playing on my eyes. Like I still, mm-hmm. so my symptoms that I still have is like, it plays on my eyes. I still have that little bit of pressure um, on the, you know, in between my eyes, um, you know, with the. Obviously, I sound congested still. Um, the doctors did give me something for my cough and my chest so I would not get developed pneumonia. Um, they did give me something for this congestion. Um, if they do give you medication, um, Jewel couldn't have it because of her underlying conditions. But um, if they do give you that medication, make sure to take it because it does help you through um that also making sure that you sterilize as you go hey i also gotta say this um any workplaces who don't have like a covid system you should probably fucking have a covid system like for your employees i'm not gonna say shit but there you know um you could just somebody, come, somebody in our group that got COVID totally got fucked. Yeah, their workplace uh, did not have anything set up, and they had to use they're basically their own time to continue on getting a paycheck. Where, and luckily, other people in the home had they have programs or these little COVID systems set up within their workplaces that, you know, if you get COVID, this is it. And also, just so you know, if you get COVID, you can test positive for up to 90 days. Just so you know. Just so you know. You're not in the clear. I mean, you're in the clear pretty much 10 days. And like, if you can can get your fever down, all this kind of stuff, 10 days is like contagiousness. After then, like, you're not supposed to be able to spread. But just so you know, it, I mean, this is not just with COVID, guys. Any viral infection, it can live up in you for a minute, okay? Yeah, so... Um, some- my daughter had pertussis. It lived up in her for some months, just so you know. <laughs> I know my shit. Yeah, so COVID, um, your symptoms can last anywhere from like four weeks to, you know, months. Um, we we still have our some symptoms. We're not contagious. Mm-hmm. We are past the 10 days. Um, but you will still test positive over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, so then workplaces who are like, oh, you need to test negative before you go back to work. That could be a minute. <laughs> it could be it could be a minute you may need to have a good old fucking good friend doctor give them a call and be like hey this is the scenario this is just this is the situation you need to just get your shit together we be, we, we ended up becoming friends with our doctor because, <laughs> because of covid he's it's seen all, all of us <laughs> the, the person who diagnosed us all they, they all seen us we all have different insurance, so we all had to do different 
home care, after care, or whatever. But um, but the main guy saw us all. <laughs> yeah, the guy where we got tested, and um, I mean, I would recommend it. I would recommend them. I would recommend Zach any day because Zach. Zach was very cool. He was very educational. He got me in touch with my my insurance, you know, people with my home care and stuff. Well, and something that was very cool and I thought was that you guys didn't have a primary, but he was like, I'm going to be yeah. your primary throughout this whole thing yep. to make sure you're going to get through this. So that was something that was really cool, I thought. Yeah, and he did. He did. Zach was cool. Zach. Zach is in Happy Valley at a, a Providence Urgent Care. Yeah, it's like inside of a Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Hey, and so see, guys, um, there's not all bad medical people like this. Like there's good people who fucking give a fuck and care. Um, so, you know, you know, we had to share those good experiences. But, you know, I think I would have got off scot free if the little ones didn't. uh test positive because I had a pretty good system. Um, I, I set up, um, I set up a quarantine area and outside, um, that's how I would deliver. I had like a TV tray outside the room. I was very, you know, hands, you know, sanitizing everything. Um, we had a pretty, I had a pretty good system. Mm-hmm. Um, going on. And I think if the little ones, because, you know, you can't just throw, no matter what anybody says, you can't just throw the little ones in the room it's... and go, go take care of yourself. Um, I'm going to feed you under the door. Um, no, it doesn't happen like that. Especially when you have littler, littler ones. So you have to take care of the little ones, even though you, the doctors are like, isolate them away, keep them separated, which I did you know, but you have at the time a two-year-old and a six-year-old and you can only go so far with that, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I did not let them share a bathroom with those who were going through COVID. That's one key thing is don't share a bathroom. Mask up. Mask up. You know, I had a mask on no matter what. But at the time that the two-year-old started suffering, I wasn't going to let him suffer alone. And so, you know, I picked him up, I had him on my chest. And, you know, that's what I did. And that's how I feel like I ended up getting it is because, you know, your instincts when they're going through COVID, the little ones, is you don't want them to suffer. So you're doing everything that you can to make sure that they're okay. And then they tested positive on a Friday. I was no longer taking care of them and out of, out of there. And now the people with that tested positive with COVID were taking care of them. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was a switch. Yeah. Well, and it was also hard because like we have COVID and we're also trying to take care of two kids. It was a shit show, I think for a good couple of days. Once after they got COVID Mm -hmm. and because I was not fucking, I was not even, I wouldn't even say I was 20%. I was like down, dude. No, but you were crying. You missed your kids, man. I, the moment, but this, this was, this was the sad and, um, kind of up and down feelings. So like I was upset that they got COVID, you know, I was like, oh, sad, whatever. But I had not seen my kids in probably a week. Yeah. So Emma tested positive five days after. Yeah. So it was a little while. And so I the I even said it before they even got it. I said, if they test positive, I'm running in there and hugging my fucking kids. And I was checking that thing before they didn't even call me. I was checking it nonstop, nonstop. And then I was like, oh, they're fucking positive. And <laughs> you, you see me come out of the room that I'm like, I let you know, though, first, I was like, they tested positive. I'm going to see my kids. And I went and I seen them and I hugged them and they were shocked. My daughter was like, what are you doing in here, mom? And then I they just hugged me and they just held we just held each other for a good minute. And it was nice. So some tips. I 
during COVID, you know, you don't have taste, you don't have smell. I still don't have taste or smell today. And it's so weird. But here's the thing. The thing that actually helped me, that made me feel refreshed was like fruit, Mm -hmm. straight up fruit, Um, even though you can't taste it. Um, Fruit. Um, We have this uh, juice that we would drink. And I think anything that kind of has like any hydrating, like Gatorade, Powerade, teas. um, You can't drink enough water. Yeah. You have to over... Yeah. Overhydrate yourself. I found this watermelon juice water thing and it was super good. I couldn't fucking taste it at the time, but I was looking at the qualities and it had, and I just like vomited and had this. And usually when I vomit, I have to get my potassium levels up. So this had like triple the amount of potassium than a Gatorade would have and good electrolytes. So if I mean, I recommend that. And that's kind of what we ate was fruits that had hydrating qualities like cantaloupe, watermelon, grapes. And dude, just so you know, if you have a texture thing and you can't taste like that really is fucking you up because like I couldn't have bananas. That's the whole thing. Pot- potassium has, you know, the bananas, whatever. It's usually like the go to for anybody for potassium. Ugh, dude, it tasted like gut. Like, I don't want to say tasted like. It felt like just mushy gut. Like, I was Snot. eating. Yeah. It was <laughs> fucking disgusting. And I mean, and it's the same thing with grapes. So, like, if you bite into a grape and it's mushy, it's just like, Ugh. Yeah. I have, I can't, I couldn't have mushy grapes. Uh-uh. I had to only have the crunchy ones. And I couldn't do the green ones. I don't know. It was a mental thing. <laughs> it was a mental thing because you can't taste it. Yeah. But you... It's a mental thing, I think. At one point, I thought I had my taste back. It was crazy. I had my coffee, and I thought I tasted it for a second, and then I tried it again. I think it was like your mind fooling you. Kind of like when you're like thinking about food, and you're like, oh, my mouth is watering kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tried it again. Nope. No, no, you can't taste. I still could. I can't taste today. And isn't the weirdest thing for like anything carbonated, like the carbonation's like gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. You, 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 you describe it as syrupy, but I can't taste it, you know? Um, But like, that's like the texture I get. Cause you can't, if you don't have, so usually when you drink a soda and you're like, yeah, it would it's, be it would be yeah. like if you were to like just pour straight up like maple syrup in a thing, something and like, like drink that. It. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and I and I couldn't, and it was like flat soda. It was just weird, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was just not good. And I tried having a root beer yesterday, and I it still no, it's still yeah not car- carbonated for me. Noodles, noodles were just like mush. Yeah, there was something weird. Like I typically like. Um, like a vegetable soup. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. It was weird. I don't know. There was a couple of things. So tips is, you know, fresh fruit <laughs> yeah. is good during COVID. And if you have a texture issue, make sure you have food that stocked up that's, you know, you're going to eat regardless mm-hmm. of the texture. And hydrate yourself. Uh, yeah. Like there, if you think you're drinking enough water, you're not. Nope. <laughs> Well, because uh, uh, some of the medications, too, that yeah. like if you get prescribed, it is going to be sucking out a lot of the hydration that you're getting, like the liquid, you know. Yeah. And I got to apologize. My my dog's barking in the background because she's been with me through COVID. She's done some crazy I'm going to sleep on you kind of things the whole time. So she's barking in the background. We have kids in the playing in the background. It was just the little one's birthday. Yeah. So he got uh, all sorts of things going on little one's not two no more he's three yep um so yeah i have to apologize for that but we're gonna roll right through it because you know hey that's our life um so the other thing is make sure you have an oxygen finger Mm -hmm. make sure you sanitize if you are just taking care i think i would have got off if i did wasn't taking care of little Mm -hmm. ones but i had a, a great system that i didn't test positive for um, for a long time. I mean, when it was more past the five days, it was way past. So um, I think I would have got off if if my my system would have worked if it was somebody contained in a room. Yeah. 
And also, um, I would say a key thing. So like if it's just you dealing with COVID and you don't have to, I would recommend probably, and this is back on the food and like, like make sure your stuff is like easy to prepare. You're not sitting there fucking making a home, I mean, homemade soup. But like, if you can get the basis of it and do that, then to have it soak, then do that. But like, don't try to overdo it because it's just going to make you feel like more shit. Mm -hmm. Those of you that have gotten COVID, if you have any recommendations, make sure you let us know and we'll, we'll tell everybody about it. Make sure you check out all of the people that we mentioned, Dylan, Josh, Jesse, make sure you check those people out. Um, if you want to support our show, we have merch out there. Um, you can actually just donate to um, on our Acre FM if you want to, or you could just sit there and download and listen to our shows over and over again. Be obsessed with us, guys. We need that money. We need to come back from COVID here. Hey, we've been obsessed about you guys. We came back eager and wanting to talk to you guys. So be obsessed with us. I know, even though we got our <laughs> symptoms. Yeah, I know, dude. We sound lovely. I know, right? Hey, so Halloween's going to go on for us for a little bit longer because we did not. We're going to try and get into a mental institution, not you know, talk about the story. We're not going to actually check ourselves in, but well, maybe we will. <laughs> After all this shit, Jesus. So we're gonna we're gonna go over. Um, you know, Halloween's not over for us. No. So um, it's just getting started. We're gonna talk about a mental institution. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about some hauntings that did occur in some buildings. Um, so we will be still talking about that because we love it. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Jewel. Peace. Ladylike is produced by us. Our theme song is by Come Back Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.